Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today we're going to talk about a remedy called Aconitum napellus. The famous remedy aconite is, well, it's aconite revisited today, okay, because we've talked about this remedy so, so many times. This remedy is what I always suggest for persons that have been exposed to a virus or are coming down with an illness. I always say A and then B, aconite and then belladonna is such a good little duo for someone who is getting a cold or like I said, a virus. It's amazing how quickly the body will just eradicate that virus if aconite and belladonna are taken. So we talk about that in different podcasts and different areas of our members group and our on our website. And like I said, I think most of us know that now. I mean, if you're a regular listener, you know aconite and then belladonna, A and then B. And so that's not even what we're talking about today. <laughs> it's just that this remedy is so amazing. I just wanted everyone to know a little more about it and that they actually should carry this remedy with them, okay? Because we know, like in Homeopathy for Mommy's book, we talk about it as the main fright remedy. And we talk about it for exposure. At the end, you know, we have, it's like two pages of information in my Homeopathy for Mommy's book. And then at the end, I have this cute little picture of a a little dog who's soaking wet and he's shivering and shaking. That's exposure. And I have a picture of Napoleon and his army. (laughs) It's in the book to indicate exposure. Anytime there's exposure to sun, cold, rain, any sort of chill, it's an amazing remedy to knock out that cold that's going to come on. Any cold that starts to come on due to exposure, guess what? Aconite. Even mommies with little babies that, okay, this happens to all of us. If you've raised a child, I'm sure it's happened to you. I mean, you can overwrap your baby, the heater kicks on at night, and you go to check on the baby, and he's pouring sweat. That's exposure, you know. That body has gone through a little bit of a shock. It's trying to cool itself by sweating a lot because there's too much heat in the room and it's wrapped too tightly. That's exposure. That's a perfect aconite moment because very, very often those children, when they break into a sweat like that and then when they cool off, yeah, they get the sniffles. So if you give the baby aconite, the sniffles will not ensue. <laughs> you know, like even in a car seat. <laughs> Um, you, you bundle the baby up because you're cold. You bundle the baby all up. Baby's sitting in the car seat. You're traveling. The heater's on in the car because mommy's chilled. Before you know it, the baby, you look back and his little face is beat red, all sweaty. Another aconite moment. This happens all the time. And then, like I said, even if they go outside and play and they get chilled, their coat's open, their hat's off, they're running around. You know, they don't know that they're exposing themselves to the elements more than they should. But when they come in, their hat's been off and they've got, sure enough, they've going to come down with a chill. Again, give aconite. Amazing. You will stop things in their track before they even start. So with all of that, you know, it's just these are the things we've talked about over the years. And I have told the story of a young man that was severely burnt as an infant. And then as soon as he started walking, 
Any little fright would throw him into an epileptic style seizure. And I've, like I said, I've talked about this in the past, and it, it was the first time I seen the miracle workings of aconite. Because I, like I said, aconite is a famous fright remedy. It is our remedy of choice for shock. So we have two shock remedies. We have aconite and we have arnica. Aconite fright is the kind of fright from trauma or shock that they're afraid they're going to die. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm gonna, am I going to die? Or they, they'll they say, am I going to die? Or I am going to die. And so that is an aconite shock, an aconite fright, an aconite moment. Anytime you hear the word die, aconite. And I'm not talking about just the victim. I'm talking about someone who maybe witnessed the accident or heard about the accident. And they go into an absolute fright stage. So very often I tell the mommies, okay, you've seen an accident or your child got hurt and the mom is freaking out. Give her aconite as well, okay? The arnica shock is a little different. We do talk about the arnica shock in many of our classes, but the arnica shock is they think they're stoic. You know, they're, they've, they've experienced a trauma, a shock, an injury, and they, like I said, they're very stoic. They say, oh, don't worry about me, I'm fine. Take care of him. And they can walk over and drop dead. An arnica shock is actually more likely to die than an aconite shock because the aconite shock is expressing their fright outwardly where an arnica shock doesn't express it outwardly. They hold it in and so therefore they can actually succumb a little more easily than aconite. But either one is at risk. So always give aconite and arnica anytime there's an injury, okay, or that type of situation. But the aconite mentals is what I want to talk about today so much because I had cause um, recently, like I said, uh, let's go back to the time, the first time I ever seen aconite work miracles was this child who had been burnt as an infant. And then when, you know, they started walking up and down stairs is when that little fright would come back to them and they would drop into an epileptic type seizure. The mother asked me, should I take him in? Should I take him in? And I said, you can, but can you give me a little time to figure this out? Anyway, I was just pretty new to homeopathy at that time, and I'm not afraid to ask questions. So I started asking around and found out that aconite, you know, this colds and flu type remedy that I had known and loved, was also wonderful for that type of shock, that, that memory that was coming back every time he would look down the steps and he would drop into this seizure anytime he started to fall. Anyway, we gave aconite 10M <clears throat> the next time he went into his little seizure and he snapped out of it very, very quickly. Now, these seizures were so bad that he would curl up, his fingers, his hands would become extremely distorted. He would foam at the mouth, turn blue. It, it, it was just, it was a very frightful situation. And he was about three years old. So anyway, and this had been going on because I had never seen it and I was just hearing about it, but I, you know, I wasn't asked to help at that point. Well, then one day I did witness it, and I was then obviously I had to get to the bottom of it. We gave aconite 10M as soon as he went into another seizure, and it went and it, he came right out of it. He didn't go to the full blown seizure. Again, um, two months later, another incident caused him to go into a seizure. Gave aconite 10M again, and a few months later, again the last seizure, gave aconite 10M, and it was gone. But that fright was so deep in that child's 
psyche that every time he would experience anything that caused a bit of a fright, he would just drop right into that epileptic seizure. And it's, you know, like I said, and then later his scar was cleaned up with some other remedies. It was just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing how quickly the aconite helped with that deep-seated fear. It's been several, you know, over 10 years now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's been about 10 years now since he had occasion to take aconite 10M. Wonderful, calm, sweet disposition now. And if that mother would have taken that child in at that time for these epileptic-type seizures, he would have been put on medication. He would never be allowed to drive because in the allopathic world, epilepsy is not curable. And he was having a full-blown, what they would have called, epileptic seizure. So I just wanted to share that, okay? Well, then here recently again, I mean, we've used aconite for shock, fright, you know, over the course of the years. Probably, it's just, like I said, it's just amazing. And if it can be given... At the time of a fright or a shock or, you know, a trauma, right away, if it can be given, then there's going to be no residual effects to the mental state of this person. But if they aren't given the proper remedy and they're forced to suppress that fright or that shock or that fear, it's going to come back and bite them over and over and over again. And I had, like I said, okay, so now here's the story that prompted me to do Aconite Revisited. I, uh, I was holding a baby the other day. And, well, this baby, when she was born, she was the most loving infant, child, and she would go to anyone, and she was always just smiles, happy. It was, it was amazing how happy this child was. And, um, you know, because most babies, well, I just shouldn't say most babies, but many babies, you know, they just want mommy, or they just want daddy, or they just want a sibling. But this baby would go to anyone and just tons of smiles. Well, then a few, you know, she, she gets some age on or whatever, and then all of a sudden she just decides that she only wants her mommy, no one else. She just screams. She'll take her daddy, but if mommy's there, she wants her. And then if she doesn't get what she wants, this high-pitched scream. And the look of fright on her face is, was just quite, okay, who is this new baby, right? Well, I didn't think that much of it, but then when she was in my care <laughs> and she, she, then she decided that I was the one that she wanted over anyone else, you know, no answer uncles or grandfathers, you know, <laughs> just me. And so, which was fine if I had nothing else to do. And um, so I sat down and I went to give her, her her bottle, her goat's milk, her raw goat's milk bottle. And I looked into her eyes. And of course, I wear readers all the time, but even without my readers, I could see that her eyes weren't dilated properly. And I called over someone to get a give me a second opinion I says are her eyes really dilated unevenly and they're like yeah looks like it to me I'm like oh my word this is really serious you know I'm here I've got this baby you know and, and you know when the eyes aren't dilated properly you know I've got some some oddities in brain function whether it be neurological or whether there's, there's constriction somewhere going on there's there's congestion what's going on here right so I I just it said don't panic Sue don't panic just calmly think this through. So I said, I'm sure that something that, you know, was like this when she came or when I, you know, she came into my care. And so I thought about the whole situation. And later that afternoon, I'm like, aconite. Because the child that I had known 10 years prior needing aconite also had his eyes were not dilated evenly. And I had tried an, um, another remedy before that that was famous for 
that type of situation that, that helped, but it didn't cure the problem. It didn't hold. And so that's when, like I said, I, I went um, and sought help from another homeopath. And then we discovered aconite. And then his eyes were fine after that. So I remembered aconite. I'm like, is she, is she you know, afraid of something? So anyway, I, I didn't know any incidents. Her mother, you know, was just as perplexed about the situation as anyone else. And she didn't know of any, anything that had happened to this child. So anyway, I went ahead and I gave her aconite 10M. And within minutes... Her eyes were dilated evenly, and she stopped screaming. I'm not kidding you. She stopped screaming. She started playing with her siblings on the floor. She was crawling away from me. She stood up, started walking around furniture, something I had never seen her do before. It was miraculous, to say the least. The next day, even, laughing, giggling, teeing, and I told her mom, I said, if she goes into that state again, redose her with aconite tenum again at that point. So it's like if people say, so what do you think happened? And I'm like, how am I supposed to know? She does have older siblings. She could have been dropped. She could have been sat on. She could have been, you know, somebody could. <laughs> Who knows? If you have more than, you know, one or two children, you know how things can go on that moms have no clue about. But anyway, it prompted me, like I said, to talk about aconite again and the miracles of aconite. And like I said, you don't always need to know exactly what happened. You don't always have to have a diagnosis. Now, if that mother would have taken that child in because her eyes weren't dilated properly, you know, evenly, they would have run her through MRIs and all sorts of tests that were totally unnecessary. They wouldn't have found anything because it was locked in her psyche. It was locked in her memory bank. You can't see memory bank on an MRI. And so when people come to me and they're like, I've been, I've had all these tests, I've had all this stuff can't find anything, but I have all these symptoms, you know, help me. We know that it was something that was a trauma, a shock, an emotional incident that's locked. And that memory that's locked there is throwing symptoms externally because it needs help. It can't seem to get up and over that initial shock or that initial fright or that initial emotional shutdown that they had. And like I said, some people don't even know that it stems back to a fright or a shock or an incident because to them it's just a normal thing that happened okay fine I had a car accident yes it was scared me but I'm fine now and then as they go on they start people around them start to notice that you know you're really short with us lately or you cry a lot or you know why are you limping you know because there's nothing physical going on but they've suddenly developed a limp or a backache or something external and it all stems back you know I haven't really been well since I had that accident and it could be something just as simple as an aconite moment. And then the body starts to throw that, or the mind throws it externally in order to protect itself. Otherwise, the mind wouldn't have to throw anything in the form of symptoms externally if it wasn't calling for help. That's what a symptom is, folks. It's just a call for help from the mind. All right? <laughs> okay. So with all of that, I'm actually going to read. It's kind of interesting you know, we talk about aconite all the time, but let, what do the actual doctors say about this? And we have uh, William Borky, who actually taught, um, he, was a, he was a homeopathic doctor, and he taught homeopathy to his students. But in his book, he says, Aconitum napellus is um, a state of fear, anxiety, anguish of mind and body, physical and mental restlessness, fright, is the most characteristic manifestation of aconite. 
So there again, that's our main keyword for aconite, fright. Acute, sudden, and violent invasion with fever, call for aconite. So here you have, it's an acute fever. It comes on suddenly, and it has a violent, you know, they can have the fever. They can have the mucous membranes become congested. Anything that comes on acute and suddenly, always think of aconite. Again, we go back to the aconite and belladonna. You don't know why it's come on. Is it something that's come on because of exposure? Is it something that's coming on for the virus? Cover your basis with aconite and then belladonna. Aconite does not want to be touched. They have a sudden and great sinking of strength. Complaints and tension caused by exposure to dry, cold weather, draft of cold air, or checked perspiration. Checked perspiration would be they're sweating and then suddenly they were cooled down very quickly. Okay, that's checked. In other words, it was suppressed. Also complaints from very hot weather, especially gastrointestinal disturbances. Very interesting, right? First remedy in inflammations, inflammatory fevers. So again, always think of aconite first in any sort of acute, sudden inflammation or inflammatory fever. Serous membranes and muscular tissues are affected markedly. You know, the shivering, the shaking, the sweating, all those physical symptoms that are thrown out very quickly. We have burning in internal parts, tingling and coldness and numbness. We have influenza, the early stages, of course. Tension of arteries, emotional and physical mental tension explain many symptoms. When prescribing aconite, remember aconite causes only functional disturbance. No evidence that it can produce tissue change. Its action is brief and shows no periodicity. In other words, this is a very classical, acute remedy. Its sphere is in the beginning of an acute disease and not to be continued after pathological changes come on. So in other words, you give it at the beginning. If you don't get it at the beginning before the pathological changes come on, you know, like the serious snotty nose or whatever, it's too late for aconite at that point. But if you can hit it, an illness at the beginning, you're good to go. In hyperemia, congestion not after exudation sets in. In other words, like I say, once the exudation sets in, when you have a fever, then it's no longer going to be of use. Oh, and it's so funny because on our, our members' corner the other day, we were talking about someone had asked a question about they were going to have LASIK surgery, and they were asking for any suggestions as to what we thought they should do in preparation for their surgery. And um, I had given my suggestions, and obviously you're always going to take Arnica for any sort of trauma, but, you know, we gave some other suggestions, and then one of the other gals came back and she said, well, Sue says the aconite is the Arnica of the eyes, so I think you should take aconite as well. And I started laughing, and I emailed back, and I said, oh, my goodness, I have said that, right? <laughs> and so the gal that was having the surgery, she she sent back a, a smiley face, and it was... Um, we can't remember everything we say or everything we do, or we can't remember every single keyword of a particular remedy, or we can't remember everything. No one knows everything. I don't care how smart they are. They, they don't know everything. And we can't always recall all the information about something. Talking about the aconite being the arnica of the eyes, here's the rubrics for the eyes. Red, inflamed, feel very dry and hot, as if sand in them. 
The lids are swollen, hard, and red. They have an aversion to light, profuse watering after exposure to dry, cold winds, reflection from the snow, and after extraction of cinders and other foreign bodies. So aconite was a perfect remedy for this young lady who was going to have the LASIK surgery. So I, I can't remember which one of our members commented on that, but, it, you know, it's like, thank you. That's how we help each other. We go through life and, you know, if we can swallow our pride just for a moment and say, help me, <laughs> because we all like to think we know it all, right? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, and the nose. I have to say the nose, acute sensitivity, you know, smell. They have a, an acute sensitivity to, to, to smells. Pain at the root of the nose, coryza, much sneezing, throbbing in the nostrils, hemorrhage of bright red blood, mucous membranes are dry, yet the nose is stopped up, dry or with scanty, watery coryza. So that's a perfect nose situation, that, that quick, sudden, stopped up feeling, but yet it can, can start to drip. That's an aconite moment. You've come in from outdoors and that dry, cold wind, and that nose is just, oh, the pain in the red of the nose. Because I know when I go outside, I, I love the wind. Oh, I love the wind. I can't stand a draft, but I love the wind. Um, when I go outside, I'm really sensitive. If my, if my forehead is covered, I'm fine. But, you know, I, I always cover my forehead when I'm going for a walk because I walk. I try to walk through the winter months. And in Minnesota, it can get down to 20 below zero. But I keep walking. Um, just because that way I can handle the cold. If I don't get out in it every day, suddenly I can't handle it. <laughs> so I'm, I force myself to go for my walk every day. Not far, you know, three quarters of a mile, mile probably in the cold weather. But it's important, you know. But I do cover my forehead. Otherwise, I will be in need of aconite. I, I'll get a quick headache and, I'll, that, like I said, that dryness in their nose or the pain in the root of the, the nose. So anyway, with all this, I like I said, it's... It's just a remedy I want you folks to think of every single time there is a shock, an emotional trauma, an injury. You know, I always think of car accidents. I don't, oh, thank the good Lord. I've never really been in a car accident that involved anyone else. <laughs> Hit the ditch a couple of times as a teenager, but <laughs> that was mostly I was just afraid of mom and dad, not, not my car. <laughs> anyway, I probably could have used aconite at the moment. I don't know. I hope this has helped to remind all of you just how important the remedy Aconitum napellus is because really it will alleviate any future problems from an incident that comes on in a real hurry. And if we can just remember that, we're all going to be healthier for it in the long run. You know, and, and this is a, a bad thing to say too, but, you know, the type of aconite fright also is, you know, can be from abuse. Um, of a sibling or a spouse or a friend or in school, kids get into a fight. There can be a huge fright to that, unless the person is obviously a bully. Then, they, then they're not afraid. But if the victim of some sort of abuse is afraid, that kind of fright that I thought I was going to die, I couldn't believe it when they came after me, that's an aconite moment as well. So don't forget that type of fright either. Because, you know, when we think of that, I always think of staphysagria because they're a victim, but... It can be a different kind of fright. They, they may not feel victimized, so to speak. They just might feel the fright of, I thought I was going to die. So it's always important to get that kind of language from the victims. If, if they felt that they had been abused, that's a deeper mental realm, and that can be a staff disagree a moment. But if it was just like, I was so scared, I thought I was going to die, you know, give them aconite. 
It's amazing. All right. With that, folks, I'm going to let you go. Just don't forget the importance of this wonderful, wonderful remedy. All right. May God bless you and yours. Hello, neighbor. This Thanksgiving. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Based on the true story of the friendship between Mr. Rogers and a cynical journalist. You love broken people like me. Sometimes we have to ask for help. And that's okay. Starring Tom Hanks and Matthew Reese. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters now. For tickets and showtimes, go to resources.abeautifulday.movie. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.